gorgeous, welcome to the Healing Podcast, where I talk about everything life, from anxiety to mindfulness or just having a raw talk. Be part of the community and take part in the chat. I'm always open to answer your questions or listen to your stories just as you listen to mine. Love, Rack. Enjoy your listen. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for coming back to the Healing Podcast. My name is Raquel from uh, healing with rack sorry i got a little bit lost there we have a special guest today skylar she's from la san diego san diego that's it yeah. i remember that talk about la but yes yeah, san diego yeah. <laughs> and yeah why don't you introduce yourself and why you're on my podcast um hello everyone um thank you raquel for having me here Um, So as she said, I'm Skylar. I'm an emotion and trauma release coach. So I help people release um, the energetic, mental and physical connections to trapped emotions, traumas and mindsets, uh, while also creating the space to explore and reconnect with an aligned version of themselves, a version of themselves that's more um, mindful and stepping into what they really want to experience and explore now that these past pains and traumas are uh, detached from that energetic root. That's amazing. So can we just, uh, what is it again? Trauma release coach? Emotion and trauma release Emotion coach. Emotion and trauma release coach. That's amazing. So how long have you been doing this? Um, just under a year, actually. I um, just, I am actually originally from LA. <laughs> I moved go. to San Diego at the same time that I started um, this business and doing this um, coaching and healing work because um, it was right after I graduated from college. So did everything right after one another. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So are you following a degree for this or? Um, So I got my undergrad degree in human development um, and psychology. And then from studying, but also from a lot of my own like experiences having to go through healing, starting in like 2020 during COVID Mm -hmm. um, is where I learned a lot about what I share and what I do because I had to figure it all out for myself. And so having to go through so much like pain, emotional pain, like loss, grief, and just feeling very disconnected from my own self um, Mm -hmm. because of multiple things during that few years, couple years, um, there was like a moment where a spark hit and I was like, for the first time, I had actually felt something very different in all of the pain that I had been feeling during like 2020 and 2021. And it was because I watched a Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix. I'm not your guru. Right. And it to that one. Yeah, it's so good. And it sparked like this emotion that I had never felt before. And it was purpose. And having that spark of purpose is what helped me to ultimately move even further out of like the, the dark, like deep, emotions that I was in because I recognized that all of the stuff I was experiencing, I wanted to then go deeper into that healing for myself so I could be that person for other people as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So yeah, I think COVID was a very, you know, a big mirror for a lot of us people. Oh, yeah. 
did you start your healing process before that or was that really an eye-opener because you had to sit with your feelings? That was really the eye-opener. I mean, growing up, um, emotion, the topic of emotions was very prevalent in my household. Um, but what I, what the awareness was that I realized during COVID was that while I had a good understanding of like the general concept of emotions and the importance of like feeling them and everything and I'm doing really well with helping other people through it. Um, I lacked a lot of awareness around what my emotions actually meant for myself. And, um, because I jumped into like trying to distract myself during COVID and trying to escape the discomfort through like fake positivity and like exercising a lot and really eating healthy, basically grasping onto anything that felt like it was in my control. Um, yeah. Cause you know, we all felt completely out of control during yeah, that time. <laughs> anything and so, to not feel the emotion. Right. And so um, the moment that I was like, you know what, I have to, to change something about this because that was when I realized I wasn't going back to school because I had to come back home from school during that time Mm. and I was like if I am going to be stuck here for who knows how long stuck at home then I can either sit in this victim place of miserable miserable life miserable being or I can do something to change it and that was what I started my healing journey and that's also when you started doing the emotional releasing yeah yeah on myself yeah I started working with an emotion code practitioner who um does a lot of the same like emotion releasing methods and so really going into understanding um what my emotions meant and how past emotions were connected to present emotions and releasing those past ones so that I could then make the space to almost like decide where I wanted to go at this moment in time without yeah. those past things impacting it. And that's a lot of the basis of what I do today with others also. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Sounds really lovely that you actually, it's kind of what I talk about on the podcast. I started healing and then you get into this level of healing and you want to help others as well. So yeah, love that. Um, can we just go back to um, trapped emotions and you said that you've been through a lot. How does what you do help with your um, trapped emotions? Like what can people expect or how can they resonate to this? So as humans, we all experience trapped emotions. It's it's pretty much a part of the human experience that no one can really escape because we all experience emotions and we all have intense emotions that at some time we don't want to feel. Um, sometimes it's because they're so intense, but sometimes it's because we don't have the right or healthy coping mechanisms to be able to know how to process them without trapping them. And so, um, like I can give an example from, you know, my own experiences in healing. I've had, you can have like multiple trapped emotions, hundreds of trapped emotions and things that actually connect to what you experience today. So for example, I have um, a lot of a history with like anxiety and perfectionism and people pleasing. And so when I was in fourth grade, I had 
especially a lot of performance pressure to the point where like I would make myself physically like sick um, because I wasn't looking at the emotion. And so because I wouldn't look at the emotion and it got to the point of like coming out in a physical expression, those emotions of anxiety got trapped. And so later on in the healing, um, when I explored my trapped emotions for releasing, this emotion of anxiety came up during this specific time. And then through that session, learning that that is also connected to like an anxiety that I felt when I failed a chem test in college, like that performance pressure to have to perform a specific way. And until that is released, there's no way to really resonate with any other energy because it's sitting within you. Plus, when you have the unawareness that it is impacting you, that's that way. Like even, for example, like that anxiety from those two instances impacts me today. Even though I've released it, it comes up today so that I can then shift it on a mindset level, like shift it on a behavioral level to where noticing that performance pressure and how it's playing out and deciding how I want to use that now that that anxiety is gone. So you kind that of... That all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, let me just break it down. So if, if I understand, hopefully everyone will understand. So basically you have this emotion, you call it anxiety. Did you really go back to the moment in time that you felt that? So fourth grade, what, what age is that? Yeah, so like age 10. So what happens age in 10, like... Right. The session is like, um, I use a method called muscle testing, which connects with the subconscious. And um, in that, through a series of like yes or no questions, we'll get a specific um, emotion. And then from there, we can see what age that emotion is at. So then you kind of put the dots together, like, okay, anxiety at age 10, what felt like that? And then, oh, performance pressure from having to take tests. And then we can confirm, like, is that what this is connected to? And then we kind of go down, like, healing that, working through that, and then ultimately releasing that connection. So you're really going into this big circle and actually working to the center of the emotion that you're feeling. So then you can kind of connect the dots throughout your lifetime. Is that what I'm Yeah, I can give another example that might help better um this is an example with a client that I had that um is better than I think other examples that I can think of for myself because it's so clearly connected so this was all in one session the emotion of worry came up um four different trapped emotions the first worry was at age I believe it was seven Mm-hmm. she had no idea what it was about the second worry came up at age three still no idea what it was about the third worry came up and it was age 23 that one she could understand and it was when she had just graduated from college and moved to a brand new city to start a new job then the fourth emotion came up and it was worry at age 28 And this was a time where she moved um, from a different city back home to her parents' house. Um, And so with those two that she knew about, that they were worried connected to moving, she remembered what age three and age seven were. Age seven was when she moved to a completely different country. And age three was a time where she was moving around different areas a lot. 
So all of these different worries came up in one session connected to times of moving places. Yeah. And in the present today, she is working to try to move to again a new city but has a lot of hesitation around it mm-hmm. so these four different trapped emotions of worry were coming up to give a deeper understanding of why this hesitation is there today and to help her release them so that she has a more space to actually decide and make this move based on more of like her highest self and alignment rather than any fear or ego attached to those past emotions so what you're actually doing is recognizing this trapped emotion and then you also teach to um you know deal with them in a healthy way instead of trapping them or putting them away yeah yeah so then like for this next this next move like how can this person now move into a space where this if this worry comes up um then dealing with it in a way that it won't get trapped like it has the last four times yeah is that the mindset that you were talking about earlier yeah it's similar so there's also um there's definitely that's like the mindfulness and mindset like coaching that element of bringing in those techniques then there's also trapped emotions because like sometimes it's the trapped emotions that come up like i just said but there's also like trapped traumas which are specific traumas that are coming up for you to fully release. So it gives you that space to almost be able to perceive and heal that trauma that's not from a place of pain and from like a higher perspective of being able to see it. And then the trapped mindsets are those stories, beliefs, perspectives, values that we take on as a result of these trapped emotions and traumas coming up. So sometimes those are specific mindsets that in the muscle testing comes up to release so that we can actually shift the way that we view things. So are the three connected to each other? Yeah, Yeah. they're all three. Sometimes um, in sessions you have – emotions traumas or mindsets that are not connected to each other at all and it's really just like whatever your subconscious is saying needs to come out at that time but sometimes it's like this example that I shared where it's like four things that are completely connected and it's really giving you like a deep dive into how that's impacting you today that's amazing that the body I think we all know that um body kind of gets these it's called psychosomatic I think in England Mm. strange feelings and then you being a coach in that and actually performing this on people it's so clear that you know it's true and it's crazy how it works yeah um so you are tapping into these trapped emotions traumas mindset with muscle testing did did you say Mm -hmm. that yeah could you explain a little bit further on how can someone maybe recognize when they need help with this? Yeah. So um, all of the signs for these trapped energies are, are similar, no matter if it's a trauma, emotion, or a mindset. Um, some of the biggest things that you can notice within yourself are like defense mechanisms, um, um, getting triggered a lot or feeling like you can't, you're being controlled by those triggers and automatically tap into those defense mechanisms um feeling like 
you have a block around being vulnerable with yourself or others. In other words, you could maybe use the term like I have a wall up. That's a very um, popular term that we yeah. use to uh, describe that. But what it's really describing is that like block around your heart, which is as a result of these trapped energies. Some other things are um, negative like behavior patterns or unhealthy behavior patterns um, that are kind of playing on loop, whether it be, you know, something that you just notice in yourself, but also can come up a lot in relationships. And then also like that self-sabotage or those kinds of things that, we that one. <laughs> right, we all know that one. Anything that is really and basically, whenever you feel like you're making a decision from a place of pain, if there's anything that comes from a place of pain, a place of fear, then there's always that piece where there might be some past um, emotions or traumas that are playing a part in that decision making because you're only resonating at those lower vibration energies because they're yeah. stuck within you. Yeah, I think your body, if I can say that, also tries to do, to defend and um you know keep you safe because it's going into a trigger and your body i think it's a very is it your subconscious or your unconscious where it kind of thinks okay this is not what i want to do like you feel that not in your stomach or mm -hmm. those kind of things yeah yeah where it's like you kind of feel that like underlying where it might be coming from but yeah. like your conscious mind is almost like, no, it's okay. Like we need to stay at these like defense mechanisms and these um, avoidance and all that kind of stuff so that whatever the subconscious is trying to communicate isn't going to come through. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe it's – well, fun is different. It's really scaring me. But let's just say <laughs> maybe I have this trigger of, for instance, I'm very bad at uh, trusting people. Could mm -hmm. there be something because I know that I have a fear of um, abandonment and that that is a line in my lifetime? Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah. abandonment is one of the emotions because um, I have like a chart of emotions that um, can be something that we work on. Um, and so abandonment is like one of the emotions on the chart, like specifically that. So it is possible that like um, – there was one in like one time when you were younger where the abandonment happened. And as a result, without processing that emotion of abandonment, pushing it down, um, whether it's you purposely avoiding it and pushing it down or not having the space to actually do it, because that's another way that we can trap them, then that abandonment is um, an energy that is now taking up space within our body. And yeah. so as we go through life, there is this abandonment that is almost resonating within us that can attract other situations of abandonment because it's that similar type of energy. Plus, if you have <laughs> those mindsets that were adopted as a result of this abandonment, those mindsets, the stories, beliefs, values, also play a part in them in how often or you know if you experience that abandonment down the line so for example 
if you have that abandonment when you're younger, the story that you could have adopted was I can't trust people. So as a result, you're going to go through life not trusting people because that's the story that you decided was relevant for you. But in releasing, like if you were to release the emotion of abandonment or say like a trapped mindset of trusting people that was created during that time, you then have the space to make a different decision for how you want to go in the future. So do you think that there's a connection, you know, how people say if you don't fix your fears or your issues from within, you keep running into the same, you know, stories or the same situations. Do you feel like there's a connection there? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. It's like, you know, when people say or like people say or people also do like they try to move to a new city or like get a new haircut after a breakup to like try to create a whole new me. And while that that can play a part in being able to create this fresh energy. But if that fresh energy that you're creating outside of yourself isn't being reflected within with actually addressing why you feel you need this fresh start, then nothing's actually going to change. And the same thing will just repeat until you are actually willing to look at it and heal it. So you really got to face your problems or else you're going to keep running into the same story or situation. Right. (laughs) Really, really feeling that one on a personal level there. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can all relate to that. Like hearing this, I'm sure that because I know I can definitely relate to that as well. Like if and that goes back to that patterns, like if you notice that you have like patterns of like maybe it's a specific emotion pattern or I feel like relationships are a great way to like show (laughs) show these because they bring out all of those um all of those fears, all of those things within us. And if you know that you um, leave relationships the same way every time, or you're like, why do I keep attracting the same kind of person? That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's because, well, first of all, that's a thought of the ego. Um, Why am I attracting the same type of person? But also, if you feel like you're attracting the same type of person and you don't like it, then you got to look at what's attracting it. You're literally telling yourself the answer in that sentence. Like, what is it within you? Is it like an emotion? Is it a story? Is it something you're trying to fill to not feel these things? You know, there's always a reason and you're going to keep attracting it as long as you change first. I think that last sentence didn't really could you just repeat the last bit the whole last bit <laughs> no just the last sentence <laughs> i'll try to <laughs> okay um is it i think we get yeah okay so you, you could probably face... cut it off yeah. somewhere <laughs> oh. <laughs> see this is this is the amazing part of two people podcasting on the other side of the world but yeah (laughs) I'm sure if we didn't listen to it we all should just face our problems and you know if you ask yourself why am I attracting the same person take a good heart look at yourself and you know still time to get out probably when you ask yourself that question right good way to summarize whatever yeah right (laughs) all right so yeah um I love all this. It's. I hope it's not too much information, but I think, you know, I think people just have to listen to it a little bit more. I definitely really love this this subject. Um, so you started healing. Do you want to tell the story of how, like, you got 
from the start to where you are now or yeah I could definitely I know I didn't go into details earlier but so we love a good healing story (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um my healing journey started as I said in 2020 um during COVID I had to move I was in a sophomore in college at the time so my second year and had to move home um, because of, you know, school closures and just because we weren't sure what was going on. Hmm. And that I was not happy about, to say the least. Not because, you know, I don't love my family and they weren't like – it wasn't like an, a bad place to go back to. It's just that but, you want to, um, you know, explore the world at the, that age. Yeah, I – felt like I lost my freedom and I was stuck and especially with all the COVID stuff feeling like there was uncertainty on top of that um fear because of everything and so it brought up a lot and like I said before I went to distracting myself um from the emotions I was feeling from the discomfort I was feeling the uncertainty and um that point of realizing I wasn't going back to school was that shift where I was like, something needs to change. And I started my healing journey. It took a very long time to get out of that space where it was like, you know, when you first start, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like everything I know is no longer valid. Like, who am I? Who was I? Like, all of these things starting to come up because that's such a big part of the beginning of any healing process. And that was – it wasn't even the healing. I think that part was such a huge part to work through. And so um, there was that in 2020. And then in 2021, um, very suddenly and very unexpectedly – my dad left the house and my parents separated. And that was really hard on the family because I kind of stepped into almost like trying to fill whatever space he left, mm-hmm. trying to take care of every like my sister and my mom. And um, being the fixer, like trying to fix it, trying to fight it, trying to pull everybody back together, which was really just taking away from my energy and as I was trying to be there to help everyone else I was completely disregarding what I was feeling um, because I was trying to put my energy and my emotions into everybody else so this was kind of your coping mechanism your defense mechanism yeah, yeah yeah it was and also because I have a lot of you know I grew up people pleasing Um, especially with my mom. And so seeing her in such a deep, dark place, that was almost like a normal thing to kind of run to and her to kind of codependently attach to to me as well. Right. And so there was a lot of things in that space that um, not just me, but we all had to like unlearn and rewire. And that Um, brought up a lot of having to heal and learn like the people pleasing shifting and also having to recognize like how am I feeling and if there is something like which is similar to the COVID like all of this is out of my control 
So you kind and, of lose yourself in 2020 and then you kind of lose yourself again and then there's two big mirrors, kind of like the yeah. universe telling you you really need to, you know, it's oh, not an excuse. Yeah. Like it's the worst thing that happened to you, but it's right. like the universe kind of tells you, okay, you've got to start healing now. I don't care how you're going to do it. Right. It was yeah. almost like what I felt, and this was something I felt in 2020 before all this stuff in 2021 happened. Yeah. In 2020, I felt like the work that I was doing during COVID was almost like a lot of internal work setting me up to have to put everything to the test that I learned outside of myself. And that was this family uprooting. And Granted, there was still a lot of internal work that needed to be done during that, but it gave me that like actual push to have to recognize that things are not always in my control. Most things are not in my control. And how can I detach from that and also not put my worth into other the way other people are or other people thinking and recognizing that it doesn't it's not about me. Like what happened is not about me. It's, it's yes, I was like impacted by it, but (laughs) there's also a version where you can, I could see instead of being a victim, like trying to understand where like my dad came from or my mom's coming from, or like all of those kinds of things to bring compassion in for my family and also for myself to move out of it. That's a very, very high step in a healing process. Yes, and it was not someone. (laughs) No, yeah, that's that's very. The thing is, the thing is, is there was no other choice. Yeah, it was either that or suffer. And I feel like healing is something inside, and I think a lot of our listeners can, you know, really resonate to needing to forgive someone that hurts you to be able to self and give yourself that space to heal and grow yeah 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 so okay and then from there where did you go from there so from there um after watching the tony robbins documentary which was a few months after um, my dad had left and all of this happened um I put a lot of my efforts into I re- like got the Tony Robbins book so I started learning a lot about stuff from him about perspective and state and like the stories you tell yourself and mindsets and all of that and um I went a lot into reading you know all of this information but also putting my energy into how I wanted to take this outside of myself with that healing work. So that summer afterwards, I took a life coaching course and I went really hard into understanding all of that for my future career, but also to understand myself. Yeah. And so a lot of this went into how to understand myself, where am I coming from, how to take what awareness I'm building for myself to become more aware of others in my situation and then eventually like in the work that I'm doing. And so from that, it was, you know, at different points afterwards being hit with the triggers of these past pains, but also like 
building the tools to recognize what is mine, what is not mine, what's a story, what's something that I can shift, what's out of my control, what's in my control, and ultimately learning like what my emotions really meant and how to understand them at a level that I could work with, which is something that's still a process for me, even though I do this work with others because yeah. you know whatever you do healing is going to be a lifelong process definitely true yep <laughs> and you are going to learn from other people other people's stories will probably you know awaken something in you yeah constantly yeah but so yeah I would say that's pretty much like how I ended up in a nutshell getting you know to where I am today experiencing that and having to face those things and definitely along the way there was still resistance not just to those but just like to things that I felt and experienced and putting things in perspective and recognizing you know when things needed to be worked through and healed and when you know we're just going through life and flowing yeah that's a beautiful thing I was just going to say like you do or always feel when healing, you know, you've got your ups, you've got your downs. And some days you just want to say, not today, please just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is, if you look back, like in these years, what is the one biggest thing that you really can say, this is the biggest shift I felt during the two years? Um, Probably that time that I watched the documentary yeah. during those two years. Um. Because not only did I hear people's stories that were worse than mine to give me perspective, um, but it brought me out of the tight, tight, you know, wound up world where I was so focused on within, on myself, on what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, what wasn't happening, what, you know, all of the negative things, because that purpose that it brought out in me was the thing that had me look for the first time in a long time outside of myself yeah. and having to bring in like more awareness of what am I meant to do in this world. And that shifted so much because while it initiated a whole other path of healing, it also helped bring me out of it because mm -hmm. I wasn't so focused on me, like in the sense of why me kind of story. Yeah. Yeah, you said that one before, the purpose. So do you really feel like it's given you purpose to heal yourself and others? Yes, I do. I feel like I feel like that experience, you know, watching that, it was almost like that moment where everything clicks. Yeah. In a way to where um you finally kind of realize why you have to feel and experience all of these hard things um and a lot of times that comes sometimes that comes in the moment when you're experiencing it sometimes it's like far after like it was for me and sometimes it takes a lot of work in that healing journey to recognize the purpose for your pain but there's always a purpose and I think that is another lesson that came from that is that there's always a purpose in what you what pain you experience, what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And in that, it almost brings you to that going outside of yourself to 
come back to the present to notice what you're feeling and how you can then use it to help you grow um, once you've allowed yourself to fully enter that space of feeling it. So it really is a help to keep you going and keep moving forward because there's always going to be a purpose to what you're doing at that exact moment. Right. Well, most of the time when we're in it, we're not going to understand it at all. And that brings a lot more uncertainty and fear. But trust is one of the biggest things that I have had to learn in those moments because I'm not one that is good that with uncertainty and a lack of control, especially in those two years. And so trust is something that has been a huge lesson. Um, I even wanted to get trust tattooed as a tattoo one time when I was going through all of that. Um, I never ended up doing it, but um, that's how much that word meant to me during that time and how much it, it got me through a lot of it was really learning to let go and detach in a way that allowed me to be close to the things that brought me pain, but not have them impact me the way that they did before. That's beautiful. Yeah, trust is a very difficult one, especially when you're in the middle of this whole process, you're getting the mirror, you're getting something that you need to work on, you're feeling pain. It's a very, very tricky one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you said, you struggle with that too. So, and yeah, I'm 100%. So many people do. So, yeah. I think it's one of the most difficult ones. And, you know, I think that's why we need to keep reminding everyone out of you have trust. It's going to be okay. And, yeah, you're in a healing process. If you start it, then you're already halfway there, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm coming to the last, last, well, last question now. Um, I heard fullness in um, one of my other questions. Can you mm. just tell me what the role of mindfulness is in healing and how it supports the energy releasing that you actually work with? Yes. So I didn't really learn about the impact of mindfulness um, until probably a year or probably two years after I first started, um, healing. So can we, sorry to interrupt. Can we just for the followers, um, tell what mindfulness is in your own words? Yeah. So mindfulness is that ability to bring awareness to the present moment, to bring awareness to your mind, your body, your soul, in a way that allows you to have compassion for yourself and what your experiences are. And so the role that it plays in healing is really bringing compassion in for the process and for yourself. Um, And building that awareness around why you experience things and how it has impacted you, but also in building that present moment awareness where you're able to be more connected to your body, your mind, your soul in a way where you really understand what it needs Um, because that can up-level your healing so much, which it has for me because I can definitely say in times where I lost like practice of mindfulness or just those tools that I have felt very disconnected like from myself. And so um, it also helps a lot with – 
those thoughts, your racing thoughts, like bringing awareness and um, working on not being as judgmental towards your mind and the way that you think and the thoughts that you think and bringing in a curiosity for your mind, but also your everyday experience. And I think curiosity is a really important part of healing because when we aren't mindfully curious, we can more easily get stuck in those uh, pits of pain Mm -hmm. because we're so focused on the pain part of it rather than actually noticing the pain itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so for our curiosity, we need to ask ourselves, why are we feeling this pain? Where is this pain coming from? What can I do with the pain? Is that what you mean with the curiosity? Yeah, yeah. So asking questions for that reflection and also just noticing like it through observance. So this is the pain that I'm feeling like really like because mindfulness is a couple different elements. Like it's it's Mm -hmm. that factual awareness and observance where it's like, this is the emotion I'm feeling. I'm feeling yeah. this in this part of my body. So this really going in. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like that curiosity reflection part of mindfulness where you're like, okay, when have I felt this emotion before? Mm-hmm. What, um, what is it telling me? What is it showing me? What times have this gotten triggered? And that's an element of mindfulness that allows you to really go deeper into that where you can eventually get into the mindfulness where you're just really noticing how this present moment um, emotion or whatever it is, is impacting you and bringing in that compassion for yourself while you feel the pain. So that really connects back to the thoughts of the lifetime and really you're working with mindfulness and energy, the releasing. Yeah. I think another way to explain that really briefly or to summarize it is I think bringing in mindfulness in your healing balances out the whole process because healing can be very uh, dark and deep and mindfulness is a really good way to bring in that light to bring in um, that those tools and techniques to actually bring yourself out of the deep dark and also to feel the deep dark parts of it yeah so instead of you know sitting and sleeping in that victim role get out of that one and really reflect and work with it right yeah yeah that's amazing um oh I got this question (laughs) so yeah I just wanted to ask you last last question could you give the listeners tips on how to you know I feel like there's a lot of people who don't really know how to start with mindfulness like what are the smallest tips that you can start with um when wanting to take steps in being more mindful during the day Uh, So a question that has really helped me is, well, there's two different ones that I would um, share with everyone who's listening. And the first one is putting a reminder on your phone for one to three times a day with the question, um, what am I experiencing right now? Um, So what am I feeling emotionally? What am I feeling physically? And what thoughts am I thinking? Mm -hmm. And having that reminder on your phone almost conditions um, your ability to recognize that these questions are present and also conditions you for becoming more aware of those experiences when the alarm doesn't go off. Another thing that I like to do to bring in those questions is every night before going to sleep, asking yourself, what did I do for my mind today? What did I do for my body today? And what did I do for my soul today? 
And so that's another element of um, bringing awareness to what these different elements of your being needs, but also recognizing and bringing awareness to how present was I today? Um, How did I do what I needed to do for myself as I was going through the day? Yeah, so that's beautiful. I love these two. I feel like the more you do these, the more they get um, kind of remembered in your mind and then you eventually don't need that alarm anymore. Right, 100% because then that's that conditioning. You just over time kind of become aware. Like if you start to think a repetitive thought, you will catch it a lot faster because you're used to paying attention to that. Or if you notice that, you know, I don't think that my body feels like it wants to eat this, you know, you're more able to notice it in that moment because mm-hmm. you've become aware of it at different times. That's beautiful. You really start to listen to your body and really get to know yourself on a deeper level. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners today? Um. I think a final note to just share is to express that this process of healing is always different and it's different for everyone, especially at different stages. And creating this foundation of mindfulness, but also understanding the part that your emotions play throughout your entire life is really important knowledge that almost makes I don't want to say the healing process easier, but it makes it more gentle Um, and also gives yourself that compassion when you have that self-awareness of, for example, like when you're feeling something that's at the root of these trapped emotions or traumas or even from, you know, a place of ego and also noticing like when you're sitting in a place of reality and when you're sitting in a place of something that's based more on those like fears that's actually warping what you're experiencing and so just becoming aware of those experiences through presence through gratitude and um, all of these things that can really bring in something new for you to understand about yourself love that I think we just need to finish this show with that note because that was beautiful. Mm. (laughs) Definitely couldn't have said that one better. Oh, I'm glad. All right. That's amazing. I feel like this is a very good episode. And, yeah, let's just thank Skylar for being on this show. Definitely go find her on Instagram. She really shares the most beautiful tips. And I am very certain that her DMs are open if you have any questions. Can I say Yes. That? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Amazing. So, yeah, that was this podcast. It was so much longer than usual and I actually loved having you on the show. And definitely tune in soon because we've got a lot more guests coming. And, yeah, Skylar, thank you. And we will definitely talk. Of course. Thank you so much. No worries. Bye-bye. Bye.